understand that you want to be able to get into properties that are cheap enough where the rents make sense. Yes, yeah. agreed. Right? So if the rents don't make sense, don't look there. That's, that's the first kind of rule of thumb. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong. And I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Had a fine deal, so let's do it. Three, two, one. You can count. I think we're, uh, <laughs> you can count. <laughs> Look, Mikey can do it. Let's talk about how to find deals. Uh, if you're a beginner and you don't know where to start, first I think is pick the asset class. Pick the asset class that you're looking for. Yeah. Do you want to get into single families? Uh, do you want to look multis? Do you want to do a storage unit facilities, mobile home parks, RV park, hotel, whatever? Uh, I don't recommend you start with hotel <laughs> at all because it's a not only complicated on the real estate side, but on the purchase as well, the due diligence items are expansive. And if you're not familiar, I recommend that you don't start there. I'm glad that I didn't start there. And I'm still, I've been doing this a while and I'm still learning new things when I'm buying hotels and creating new processes uh, on a daily basis when I'm doing these things. So it's, uh, yeah, not a recommendation, not a recommended start. Now, um, let's start with, I guess, either a single family or small property, something under maybe five units. Yeah. Let's, do, let's start with that. that. Yeah. Something under five units. Four and under. Yeah. Residential, sure. basically. Or five. Uh, let's do four and under. Yeah. Actually, that's, that's four and under. Let's do one to three. Four let's do under. between, uh, let's do between uh, three and five. What is that number? What's let's between let's three do three five? plus a shed. <laughs> Pick a number between three and five. Oh, four. What a great idea. I like that. Yes. So anything under five. How's that? Okay. Are we, are we in agreement? We're in Rock, agreement. paper, scissors, go. Okay. So first step would be, I think, going into, uh, going on the, uh, on the interweb, going on the line. And uh, opening up uh, either your phone or your browser and going on to Craigslist. Um, that is probably the easiest way to find deals, period. And I always get mocked when I tell people that I find properties on Craigslist. Um, they literally do exactly what he just did, yeah. which is start giggling. We all do. Because it's like, why would you ever go on Craigslist to find property? It doesn't make any sense, right? Because there's no deals on Craigslist. It's impossible. It can't happen. Well, there's no, actually no. nobody sells. That's when property you find stereos and shit. That's what because people are perceived to buying on go on Craigslist to buy a cell phone mm -hmm. or or a computer or a hard drive or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Tickets, you know, corn, uh, tables, or okay. shit like that. But yeah. a house, a property, like yeah, it's 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 not common. Put it that way. Or they they giggle. Yeah. yeah, it's like, doesn't Agreed. make any Agreed. sense. And I, I tell people, like, look on Craigslist, and I think I'm freaking crazy. So if you go on Craigslist, and I recommend, now, let's talk about not buying necessarily in, in your area. Let's let's tackle that for a second. Sure. Now, um, I'm Canadian. Everyone in this room is Canadian. And I buy properties specifically in the U.S. and anywhere in the U.S. I don't care where the property is because I'm not going to be managing the property. That is not something I'm going to do. Most people want to buy properties in their area because they want to look at it, see it, smell it, deal with it. If there's a problem, 
Uh, they want to be able to be there if something goes wrong. I understand that. I get it. But if your intention is to make as much money as possible on equity and on cash flow, your area might not be best. So if you live in an area that's that has very, like, let's say uh, Syracuse, New York was where I first started looking at property because it was close to the Canadian border. Mm -hmm. And I bought a property for, I think, $38,000 in Syracuse in 1999. And if I were to buy the same property today, it would probably be, I could buy it for $38,000. Like the, the appreciation has been zero in 20 years. Like it's probably still fine property. It was in a shitty part of town and, you know, there were bullet holes everywhere. And I was excited to actually, I've never owned a piece of property in my whole life. And I was excited that I actually <laughs> was able to buy something. And some and get a features with the bullet holes. Yes, yes. yes. It, it was ventilation system. Ventilation system yeah, for yes. the moisture. Yes. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what, what it was sold as, yeah. <laughs> I, in, in hindsight, uh, I looked at things that were close to me, which is still not that close because I was in Montreal and Syracuse isn't that close at all. I should have found a better area that was further away that would made me, have made me more money. And the beauty of Craigslist is you can really go anywhere in the country very quickly just by doing a search. So um, I recommend for the highest profitability um, anything east of the Mississippi, only because, and anything touching the Mississippi. So if you're, if you're any state that's touching the Mississippi, like Arkansas uh, touches the Mississippi, you know, any state that is east of the Mississippi or touching the Mississippi, Oklahoma touches the Mississippi. So you have all these great states that are, uh, that have fairly low home values compared to what the rents can be. In California, I might have to buy a property that's 700000 but the rent's $1,800 a month mm-hmm. or $2,000 a month. And the, the mortgage on a $700,000 property is a lot more than $2,000 a month. So by just by the, the numbers, you can't make rent payments based on mortgage payments. But I can find a property in Mississippi that for thirty grand, forty grand, that I can rent out for $600 a month. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, I can buy a mobile, like if we're talking you know, economies of scale, I can buy a mobile home in a park. I can put a mobile home for free, like zero. I just have to pay the moving costs, which is all in probably four or five grand, depending on where it's coming from. And I can rent that out for $700 a month. So I'm paying four or five grand to make $700 a month in a park I already own. Yeah. So it, it just makes sense. So understand that you want to be able to get into properties that are cheap enough where the rents make sense. Yes. yes, agreed. Right? So if the rents don't make sense, don't look there. That's, that's the first kind of rule of thumb. So if you were to go into Craigslist, I would do a very simple search of, first you would look at an area, pick an area, it doesn't matter where. And any area is fine, as long as it's east of the Mississippi. All right? And well, hold on. Is there any area fine? For myself, anyways, I won't touch anything that has, like, pop- so just go for population-wise. I won't touch anything that's under 30,000 population, so... You did Syracuse. I think they have more than thirty thousand people. Oh, yeah, Syracuse, at least. But what if you pick a suburb of Syracuse that's that's two hours away and it has a town? You know, the population is five thousand. I think that's something you do in your due diligence period. Yeah. Well. Okay. If you want to save time, right? Well, Frank has. A I, I, Frank I, has I a used to have lots of spreadsheets on this shit. Still, and, he still has. He's not. It's. Uh, it's he's, <laughs> He gets withdrawal once in a while. He's a closet. He's in the closet. closet. (laughs) I went back in the closet. But no, no. But saying anything, I I just think it's... For me, I I would look at that. Like, if I don't recognize a city, then most likely it it doesn't have a high population. But that's just me. 
but you can continue. You, you can buy. You can buy it anywhere, really. Someone still has to live. Well, we're not there. talking about buying now. I think you're at the point where we're just finding, okay, right? So yeah. let's well, look for. Because here's the thing: is if I find a property in, in an area that has five thousand people, and I can buy the property for two thousand dollars, yes, grant. Would you buy it? Well, yeah. yeah well, would you buy it? Yeah, the rents are four hundred dollars now. Yeah. Okay, you, well, you got five thousand. Frank wouldn't buy. Up. But you know what? In those towns, they're dying off. It. Those towns eventually, like they're. No one's migrating there. That's the thing. I get it, but it'd be paid off in like five months. Yes, it will be. Okay. Well, using that oh. scenario, yes. Okay. Oh, but, okay. But realistically, but what if it needs a lot of work? Then what? I wouldn't oh, touch it. Then I wouldn't touch it either. I wouldn't touch so, it. So, like I said, we can we can have these 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 discussions for sure. Now, Frank's right, but I'm right too. Yeah. We're both right. Uh, it's a matter of preference and risk. Uh, when I first started, I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to buy a property. I didn't care if it was in Syracuse. I don't care if, if I went there, I got murdered. I just wanted to buy a damn property. Mm-hmm. That was That's how you are when you first start. You, yeah, know? you I, just I, want a fucking deal. I want to make money, right? Right. And I get it. But there's different ways to fish. Just do you want to cast the net and then exclude the fish? Or do you want to literally specifically pick listen, the fish? Listen, my tackle box has different bait on it than yeah. I did Five years ago. Oh, absolutely. And it always but at first, but at first, what we want to do is just cast a big net. That's what I'm thinking. Right? right? I, I agree. I, so, I got to agree. Since That's, we're talking yes. about fishing, let's 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 go yeah. into the stages of fishing. Yeah. At first, when you start fishing, all you want to do is catch a fucking fish. Right? right? So, I don't care what it is. I just want to catch a fish. Right? And that's the Russian in itself, too. And you learn from catching the right. fish. Right. Yes. And then once you've caught a fish and you just catch any fish and you're, you're okay with it, then you want to catch the biggest fish. Right? Correct. Or the fish you want to eat, right. too. Right. Then you want to catch the big... Then you go for specific fish or biggest fish. And then at one point when you're a really good fisherman and you've caught any fish, then a specific fish, then the biggest fish, then you go into the most elusive, hardest to catch fish mm-hmm. at that stage. Right? Yep. You don't care when you catch it, but that's what you're going for. And you could spend months and you'd be still satisfied because you're going after that hard fish. Correct. Yes. So everyone, there's there's a stage of fishermen, right? And mm-hmm. at first, where we're fishing now is not where we started. Absolutely. 100%. No. But in recognizing that, I'm going to recommend net first. And just basically fish with dynamite. Just throw a stick in and see what pops up in the water. Correct. Yeah. I agree. And that's where we start. I, I, and sometimes I forget that, that we did. That's what we do. You cast the net or throw dynamite and see what comes up mm-hmm. and... With surfaces and, and you grab because you get emotional you get that rush you want something let's let's have the let's person listening if you're listening right now let's get you cast the net some dynamite right let's just throw that dynamite in and um no real fish were hurt during this broadcast by the way <laughs> uh if you work for PETA we're we're very kind to our animals yes we don't fish with dynamite we don't fish with dynamite not uh, not not even close not no with, with something else. Okay. Anyway, so go into Craigslist and uh, go into the real estate for sale section. So you'll see, uh, you'll click on uh, location, uh, then there'll be real estate for sale, uh, and then there's by owner and by broker. Now, which one do you think is going to be better, by owner or by broker? Yes, Francesco. By owner. Yes, that is correct. Uh, <laughs> do I win anything? Yes, yes, you get to stay on yes. for the next episode. I get to stay on. My seat is my seat. Your seat stays warm now. Your seat stays warm now. So, yes, we want to go uh, by owner. Now, the beauty of Craigslist is that it it only has a 45-day memory, which means that if I post something today in 46 days, it's gone. It's forgotten. It's no longer available. It's got to be reposted. It it has to be refreshed every 45 days. But most people don't know that. So they post something on Craigslist, and then it just gets... And they get a lot of calls at first because the first two, three pages are fresh. 
right? And then it gets pushed down, pushed down, pushed down, pushed down. And as it gets to page four, five, six, ten, hundreds of pages, yes, they don't get any calls anymore. So who's going to be more motivated to sell? The person that just posted or the person that has been there for gotten tons of calls, uh, said, holy shit, I'm going to get top dollar for my property, and then just waited it out. Uh, maybe you dealt with a Yahoo that didn't even know how to buy a property, mm-hmm. maybe just came out of a seminar, um, maybe even tied up their property, never closed because they didn't really want to buy it. They just tried to wholesale it, but they didn't get it at the right price, so they couldn't wholesale it, so they basically just let it go or disappeared or never called the seller back. So he has this PTSD over someone that's called an investor, which is a whole other, yeah, go into a whole other broadcast. Because I never call myself an investor because there's too many people that call themselves that and burn that, basically that word. And people don't want to touch you if you say that you're an investor, but mm-hmm. that's, that's either here or there for now. So when I first recommend uh, people start looking in Craigslist, specifically if you're doing one, two, three, or four units, yeah. is start at the back and can, you know, you so when you do your search, just click on last first, the and last work page. your way around, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then just work your way backwards, mm-hmm. right? So go to the end and then work your way backwards. And the simplest thing to email is: is your property still for sale? Yeah, and that's that's it. Is your property still for sale? And then send another email: is your property still for sale? Is your property still for sale? And I just do that a hundred times, yeah, as many times as you can. A hundred, two hundred, five hundred, and as many states as you can. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you start from the back and go, maybe you know, fifteen days into the last, you're going to get some people to say yes. And maybe just, you know, to put a uh, because a lot of people think when you do this that if you're getting if you're getting fifty answers that you have to buy all fifty, you don't have to do that. This is this is the concept of fishing where you're allowed to throw the fish back in the water. Once you fished it. Well, the same reason you're, you're yeah. the reason you're doing that is the property still for sale is because, like you said, most people that post on, on yeah. Craigslist, like even owners, they don't know that it expires in forty five, and they don't know how to remove it if the, the house is for sold. Yeah. They, they, they just keep it or there. forget about it. Yeah, or yeah. forget about yeah. it. Like, all right, whatever. I'm not getting any calls no more. So anyway, it's saving so you time. Matter. Ultimately, you're saving yourself time. So is it still yeah. for sale? If they say no, then that's it. You don't have to bother with this anymore. If they say yes, then you know that you have a potential lead. Right, and we're not, I do want to underline, we're not looking at pictures. No. no. We're not doing any... Not even reading the ad. We're not even reading the ad. We're just basically replying, is a property still for sale? Next, is a property still for sale? Next, is a property still for sale? Is this still for sale? Has this sold? Has this sold? Uh, not. Don't ask, is this still available? That is the wrong thing. That is not what I said. Mm-hmm. If you ask if this is still available, you're not coming from a position of strength. You're coming from a position of weakness. Is this still available? Please, sir, may I have some more? It's <laughs> literally like begging in Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. It is not the right sequence of words. It is not dominant language. It's not um, strong language. It's very weak, submissive docile language and we um we don't want to use that at all um, we want to use something that's a little bit more strong so has this sold is, is this still for sale, is this still for sale? Uh, th- those kinds of things and then you're going to start from some like the very end and work your way back and you're going to get some yeses yeses now what do you think the important questions are uh, when you're buying a property that's between one and four units. So what are the important things that we need to know in order to really determine if something is makes sense or not? 
So let's start with those questions that you can actually ask these sellers. Yeah. Well, so, so on a residential, I would obviously the selling price, if there's any repairs, because you need to know if there's any repairs. Repairs is very important. So I want to know not only are there repairs, but how, how much? much is it going to cost? Because yeah. if they say, yes, there's repairs, then I have to ask again, how much? How much? And I'd rather just ask the question once. So the objective here is not only to buy properties but it's to buy properties in the shortest amount of time possible. I call this folding time. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have a lot of time on this planet. And as I've said before, I, ha I personally have way more time behind me than I do in front of me. And I want to maximize whatever time I have. And if you're you know, 19, 20 years old and listening to this, you're in a really great spot because if you actually follow what I tell you to do, what we tell you to do, in fact, in the next three years, you're done. You never have to work again. You could easily have twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a month coming in, never having to work again, never having to use your own money, never having to go to university or college. Uh, and or you can still do all or those do, things. Yeah, and, but, but you do because fun. you want to, yeah. not because you have to. You don't have to find a job. You want to find a job. From going from college to university. <laughs> well, my kids all go to university because, yeah. except my youngest, who's a professional gamer. But they all do. They do what they love, not what they have to. Exactly. Right? They're, and that's super important. Yeah, I had fun in college. I never went to college. Even I, if you're I, not going there for the academics, you're going there just for the social and the partying. That's that's yeah, fair it's, enough. It's, it's Frats, thing. Frat parties. Fair yeah. enough. Well, it, it is. It is. So it's it, a good time. Yeah. Okay. So but, when you do that, so, actually, just to you finish your thought. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. don't be sorry. Go ahead. This is a discussion. So when when you get a response back, okay, uh, maintenance is one thing, but if you're looking at, uh, you, know, you need to know what the gross is. The well, if like, there is gross, so you got to ask yourself if there's a tenant in there because they might be selling their own home on the Craigslist. If you're doing a single family, yes, yeah. or... Well, know, they're single family. We're only going up to four units. Well, yeah, it can be tenant is sort of occupied, right? Owner-occupied. Well, I think the, mo the, the... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the address is also very important. I, yes. like to, I want to know what the exact address is with the zip code. So mm -hmm. I'm now... Some of you might be thinking, well, it's in the ad, but I haven't read the ad. And I'm not going to read the ad. And sometimes it isn't in the ad. Or the full address is not in the ad. And I want the full address with zip code. And the reason I want that is because I want to be able to go on different websites and find out what the value is of the property if the price makes sense. Okay. So, so let's go down. So you want the address, full address, including zip code. Yes. Yeah, but you there's another know... reason for that address too. Because if you're if you're working backwards, that address or that ad will disappear. Yes. Right? Off of Craigslist. So True. at least you have the address in an email thread saying, okay, I know it's one, two, three, and Main street, whatever. So, so let's got, let's count them down again. So you want the full address with zip. Yep. You want to know if there are repairs and if so, how much? Yep. Vacancy. Vacancy. Yeah. If is there a tenant? No tenant. 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 Yeah. No tenant. If there is a tenant, what's the gross income? So what's the the monthly rent on on each unit? If there's more than if one. If there's more than one. What else? Well, as who pays utilities? Yep. That's important. You, so well, if you have a tenant, does the tenant pay for the utilities, or uh, is the owner responsible for the utilities? If it's single family, it should be the tenant. If it's multifamily, then it could be, could the be either or. or the, yeah, it could be either or or shared. Or shared. Yeah, there's three possibilities there. Where yeah. the tenant pays the water. I mean, the tenant pays the power, but mm -hmm. the water is paid by the owner. Mm -hmm. That's a shared utility. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who manages? And again, you're not asking all these questions. So I just want to. We're just going through some of them. But are we are asking all these questions. I don't know. Are we? Well, we could. Are we, are we, not? we could. We could. Well, here's the pick problem. three, four of them. I, I think picking three or four is. Yeah. So I, asking so, for management. Let's brain right? dump all the questions they could ask. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the most important, at least the two that I would ask are, what's the address? Because with the address, I, I can check values. Mm -hmm. I can I can go on Zillow. And again, Zillow is a very, it's off by 25% up or down, right? That's a huge margin. That's a 50% margin of error. 
if you think about it. 25 up, 25 down, that's 50% margin of error. That means if it says it's worth 100, it could be worth 125 or 75. That's $50,000 spread, we don't know. So I'm just gonna loosey-goosey check to see. Yeah. And that's only one way of checking, so uh, you can also corroborate that. Oh, you go to right. Bank of America, there's uh, there's uh, Bank um, of America, there's real uh, realestatecomps.com, uh, mm -hmm. there's, 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 there's a, a few bunch websites. of websites. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that you can use. and they're all going to give you different values. Um, in fact, if you are interested in, uh, we actually have a marketing sequence that you can uh, you can pounce in on, and I'm, I'm gladly gift you uh, gift you just for being awesome uh, and listening to this series. It's called Get a Deal in 14 Days. If you want one, just email us at uh, marco at marcokozlowski.com, and we will uh, get that taken care of for you immediately. So just email me marco at marco marcokozlowski.com, and I'll send you a uh, access to um, Getting a deal in, uh, getting a deal by Tuesday, actually, where this will be all laid out. Um, so, yeah, so so we want to know address. We want to know uh, number of units. Number of units. Yeah, gross, gross utilities. Who pays utilities? Manage, is it managed by who manages it? Are there tenants? Are they uh, are they paying? Uh, what's the gross income? Yeah. What's um, the what net income? What's, well, I, well, according to them, yeah, sure, net income. Okay. You understand? Um, you're going to verify all this afterwards. This is just getting as much information so you can make your initial assessment of you know what you want to pay for this. And, and at the same time, I, I wouldn't ask too many questions because if you ask a laundry list of questions, then you're scaring, you become a pain in the ass to deal with and no one wants to deal with a pain in the ass. Correct. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that was pretty much the exhaustive list initially. Obviously, you're going to have a lot more question as you deep dive. If, the, if it is a potential property, there's there's a whole series of questions and there's a whole series of steps you got to take, but I think that's the... Yeah. the pick two or three. Yeah, pick two or three from those sets and, and start and, with and that. Start with yeah. that. But yeah. yes, you're right. The, the, the address is, is, is going to be very important and, um, and and the gross and the occupancy or even the number of units. So pick maybe three or four out of that. Yes. And again, we're not going to take a look at the property at all. First, we're going to buy the property based on numbers. And that's hard. I know. I, I know when I first started, I said, don't look at the damn pictures. But I, I got to click on the damn picture. I, I want to see something. And again, you, you don't want to get emotional because you're not living there. You're not, you're not, you're not living, going you there. Know. And if it's a piece of shit, if it's a dump, we're going to find that out real quick. But people are going to cheat and they're going to look at the picture. I they're understand. Gonna, they're going to glance up. Like, they're like, looking at the pictures is one. The reason we say don't look at the picture is so that you actually answer every ad. Because if you look at the pictures, you start getting an emotional involvement in it. And then you might say, you know what? I wouldn't buy this anyway, so I'm not even going to ask the questions. But the point of this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this it's a process. You're, we're, we're trying to teach you a process to get things done. The objective is not to necessarily buy a property. The objective is to get as many properties, and hopefully one of them in there will force you to buy it because it meets all these criteria and you can make you know, a boatload of cash with it. And you won't need money to buy it because you'll have asset-based lenders that will want to lend you the money, uh, lend the property the money. They're not going to lend you the money ever, but they're lending the asset the money mm -hmm. and allowing them to make a cash flow and allowing you to make a cash flow. So their money can make uh, a safe return using the asset that you found. And again, if you've listened to past podcasts, if you're trying to do things in a 15-minute increment in a very short period of time because you have very little amount of time, in that 15 minutes, every picture you look at is one more email that you're not sending out. So if you have 15 minutes and you can send out 100 emails as your property is still for sale in that 15 minutes, you're going to be able to buy a lot more properties in those 15-minute increments than you will if you're looking at a picture and only sending 10. Um, so the more you send out, the more responses you're going to get. And you should get about a, I'd say, 20, 30% response. Um, if you send out 100, you should get 20, 25 emails back. 
And then you send it from the, is your property still for sale? And then from that, you'll send out a second series of questions, which is what's the address, uh, you know, whatever questions that we just discussed, yes. Uh, and, and then send those questions back. And then when they respond, uh, you might also want to ask, you know, in the second question, you know, curious why you're selling. Yeah. Not a bad question to ask yeah. either. It's just curious question, why you're yeah. selling. Because if they're selling because of medical reasons or they're, you know, they're relocating or they're going through a divorce, those are all Ds. And uh, we have a podcast uh, and an episode actually uh, on the five Ds. So these are the reasons why people sell. You'll see medical issues more than any other or lawsuits more than any other. And uh, they just need money. They need Mm -hmm. cash. And they need cash right away. And again, no one's been contacting these people for a period of time. You're now contacting them. They're like, holy shit. You're you're, you're exactly the solution. They've been praying and suddenly they get this email. And you'll be shocked. Uh, as to what you find, it's you it's know uh, pretty cool doing that exercise because you're gonna get a lot of emails mm-hmm. in return back. And uh, I remember we doing an exercise to see which ones. There's methods to determine. That's not foolproof, but there's methods to determine which ones are more motivated. And it's it's it depends on the response. If the response is long, mm-hmm. and they're talking about their issue, and there's emotional things in the, yeah. the the five Ds are in there, or one of the five Ds, they got divorced or whatever. That's an emotional seller. They need money and they yes. need it now. Mm-hmm. So these are the responses that uh, I look for. That yeah. You should be looking for if they're long, uh, looking for if there's any of those five Ds in there, and then you may have a little nibble on your. Well, it's not, it's, oh, we're casting nests, so yeah. I guess it won't be a nibble, but. Uh, their, their gills are in the, there. Yeah, their gills are there, but th- yeah. that's something to look at for sure. Uh, yeah. As, as, as you keep going through this process. And if their response is like, call me, they're generally not motivated. Um, if you really need to sell a property, I don't recommend that you call them because you don't know quite necessarily what you're doing yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a complete beginner. And if you're quite advanced, I, I'm not going to deter you from calling them. Go ahead, call them, and you know, hope it goes well. But if you really know what to say and how to say it and what order to say things in, uh, you can get really far, not only on that deal, but then you can get the deal behind the deal. Because if they have one, they might have 10. And depending on how you conduct yourself on that one, there's maybe 10, 15 other yeah. deals and assets behind that one. So, But you can uh, also sabotage yourself with one call. You could. Yeah. But again, um, it's, it's up to you and the risk that you're willing to take. Yeah. And, and we take it from there. But ultimately, if you go on Craigslist, uh, you start from the back, uh, you go, go on Craigslist, Start east from the Mississippi. East is the, thank you. East of the Mississippi. Start from the back. Uh, ask if the property is still for sale. Then follow up with a, uh, a couple, three questions that allow them to uh, finding out why they're selling, the address, and the pertinent information that we need. Uh, and then they respond back. You're going to have some cherries in there that are most likely that you're going to be able to buy if you if you follow the right steps mm-hmm. to buy your first property uh, using none of your own money because you don't have to. And it's very exciting, and it's yep. it's really that simple. If you do that, I think you'll you know you'll be very excited at the result. So uh, let me know how that goes too, Marco at marcokaslowski.com. Love to hear your feedback, and love to see how well you do. And of course, I'd love to uh, gift you with uh, how to get a deal by Tuesday. And I think if you follow those steps um, by Tuesday, you'll get a deal. It's pretty straightforward. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. 
Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.